You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share what you are speaking over this month. I thank you, Father, that you are always speaking. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have great things to show us. Thank you that you are always speaking what you're hearing the Father say, and you are showing us things to come. Thank you that you are taking what belongs to us in Christ, and you are manifesting it. Thank you that everything that the Father has belongs to Jesus, and we are one with him. So that means everything belongs to us too. And so, Holy Spirit, I just yield. I yield my mind. I yield my thoughts. I yield my imaginations to you. I just yield as a living sacrifice right now. And I thank you that uh, you are thinking through my mind and you are sharing what you want to speak, that today is a word in due season for every single listener, and that I am speaking as the oracles of God. So I just uh, give you praise and thanks in advance for what it is that you're showing us today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. So awesome, you guys. It's awesome to see you here this morning. And I am excited to be sharing what I have been hearing the Father speak for May. Now, for those of you that have been tuning in this year, you know, I started these prophetic broadcasts uh, once a month starting in January. And I really believe that the Father is weaving together something glorious for 2023. He kicked off the year with the word, the best is not yet to come, it's now. And if you'll remember, if you haven't watched that, by the way, you need to go watch it. If you'll remember, there was an actual glory cloud that showed up at 28 minutes into the broadcast, 28.20 to be exact. And I can tell you that that's the first time that I had ever seen something so miraculous in anything that I had ever done. I mean, I've seen miracles. I've seen all kinds of amazing signs and wonders, but never had I seen a glory cloud. And I was very excited about that because I just know that number one, signs and wonders are designed to follow Uh, the gospel when it's preached and signs and wonders are actually a part of the way that God confirms that he's the one speaking the message. Uh, In fact, in scripture, it says that the Lord was working with the early church, with the disciples, confirming the word that was spoken. And so I just want to refer you back to that. If you haven't listened to it in a bit, I encourage you to go back and re-listen to that word and actually maybe go back and listen to every single word that I've shared uh, so far this year. Uh, Those are on the podcast. They're obviously in the group Path to Purpose. And I just encourage you, you know, to even go back and maybe transcribe those because what I want to share today is really... I think going to help even bring some context to everything that I've shared so far. Uh, It's based out of Romans 8.28, and it's the scripture that you guys are, I'm sure, all familiar with that says all things work together for those who love God, and they work together for good for all those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so every single part of what I've been sharing and everything that I'm going to be sharing today is part of a larger picture. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about the prophetic and one of the most amazing things about hearing God is that it gives us context for us to uh, interpret and make meaning of the things that are going on in our life. You know, I, I talk about this quite uh, frequently uh, with my students and the people that I'm coaching and Emerge and in our graduate programs that, you know, having context in our lives uh, is so, so very important. In other words, what is the Lord doing? Like, what is what is he doing in our lives right now? Because we, when we don't have context for what God is doing, what he's developing in us, what he is setting us free from, from uh, the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives to renew our minds and conform us to the image of Jesus, then it just leaves it open to interpretation. Uh, in fact, you know, whatever we're going through. And we can begin to judge independently from God rather than really recognize that everything is actually perfect. Everything is working together for good for our destiny, for the person that we are created, recreated in Christ to be. And so as I get into the word for this month, I do, I encourage you guys to go back and refresh your memory on the things that we've uh, already shared so far about this year and about what God is doing. And uh, let me set up uh, what I'm going to be sharing today by reading... Uh, let me read Romans 8, 28, which is really the scripture that God's been speaking about May. 
and let me go there. I'm going to go there in the passion translation. I really like the way that it reads. And so let me pull it up here. Uh, it says this in the passion translations, Roman 8, 20, Romans 8, 28. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Okay, every single person that's listening to this. Okay, I just want you to recognize, first of all, that God has a destiny for you. God has something that you are called to do. He has a vision for your life. In Ephesians 2.10, and I'm going to go there in the Passion Translation. I actually usually read it in the Amplified Classic, and I might go there as well. But in the Passion Translation, Ephesians 2.10 says this, it says, we have become his poetry. In other translations, it says his masterpiece. In other translation, it says his uh, work of art, okay? But it says this, we have become his poetry. We have become his message. We have become his living epistle, in other words, okay? It says a masterpiece, a sculpture, a work of art. Uh, we are a display of God's glory, okay? Every single one of us is a display of the goodness of God. He created us to be a reflection of his nature. He created us to be a manifestation of himself, okay? And guess what? He is amazing. He is good. And that means that he made you, recreated you in Jesus to be amazing, to be good, to be perfect, right? Our association with Christ makes us that. And so you are a poetry, you are a poem, you are a masterpiece, you are a love song to the world, you guys, and your destiny is so, so very important. Your purpose is strategic. It's part of God's overall plan. And unfortunately, way too many of us are not living our purpose. We're not waking up every single day knowing that we are 100% aligned with the work that we are here to do. You know, all of us, and I know this is true because I talk to people every single day, all of us want to get to the end of our lives and be able to say the same words that Jesus said at the end of his. And he says this in uh, John 17. He says, I have glorified you here on earth, Father, by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And I'll tell you, that is the definition of a successful life, right? Is that we get to the end of our life, like the Apostle Paul, like Jesus, like so many uh, people that we read about in scripture and so many people that we, we hear about in church history, right? That got to the end of their life, having fought the good fight of faith meaning they finished their course, meaning that they fulfilled their destiny. They did all of the things that God created them to do. They played their part in the expansion of the kingdom. They were in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing uh, in union with Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit move through them and letting the Father do the work and really being led by the spirit, doing what the father is doing, saying what the father is saying, living the same way that Jesus did. Many of you know that kind of the, the one of the big foundation scriptures for my life comes out of John 530 in the voice translation. And it says something like this. It says, I have never once acted on my own, nor will I in the future act on my own. But I listen to the divine instructions of the one that sent me. And my judgment is just and never self-serving because I'm committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. And so, beloved, I, I just want to kind of set the context for what I'm hearing God say about May it, with the foundation that you are here for a reason. You have a specific destiny. You have uh, in the Amplified version of Ephesians 2.10, it says that, uh, that God uh, predestined us for good works and that he created paths that we should walk in them. He created those paths ahead of time so that we would live the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. I mean, there is a predestination component to the gospel. There's a predestination component to our lives, and meaning that we we were thought of, you guys. We were we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. God has always seen us 
as he sees Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so God's opinion of us has been settled. He sees us as righteous. He sees us as one with himself. And he has created this new creation. He's created us to operate like sons of God who lived the same way that Jesus did in union with the Father. And from that place of oneness with the Father, we are to walk out this destiny. We're to walk out these plans and these purposes that God has for us. And when we grab that, you guys, and we start to make our purpose the central theme of our lives, which it should be. What is the purpose of a thing? It's the reason for a thing. But far too many of us are confused. Far too many of us are, are living as though we're, we're slaves, you guys, slaves to the world system, working jobs that are not our purpose, working for a living, working for a paycheck, rather than working in the assignment, the kingdom assignment in the Father's business that God ordained for us. So I can tell you right now that Romans 8.28, if... Uh, you are not living in your purpose and you're not doing the work that God called you to do, well then what's happening in your life, the context for your life is about getting you into position in the kingdom of God. It's about getting you into the employment that is in the Father's business. You know, God has spoken to me so many times and said, Chalice, I will pay you to be who I created you to be. Like you, you are uh, in my employment, right? We are all in ministry, you guys. Now that doesn't mean that we're all full-time preachers or that we you know, are full-time working in some kind of vocational ministry position, but ministry means that we're here to serve. And the, the purpose of the fivefold, uh, including the prophetic, like what I'm talking, what I'm, what I'm doing today, which is operating in the, in the gift of, of prophecy and operating as a prophet, right? It's, it's for a purpose. It's to equip you for the, for the work of your ministry. Okay. And so the first part of what I want to share today, you guys, is that all things work together for good because you're called according to a purpose. And the things that are happening in your life are perfect for what you're called to do. Okay, the things are working together to form and shape you into the fullness of who you've been created to do, of, of what you've been created to do and who you are in Christ. Okay, so let me go back now to Romans 8, 28. And let's read it again with all of that in mind. Okay, so let's read it one more time. It says this. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. There's a little note here um, in uh, the Passion Translation that says, uh, that the word that is translated, uh, you know, continually woven together for good means it's, it's harmony. Okay. That God works together harmoniously, meaning that he's weaving together things, uh, in perfect harmony, in perfect, uh, in a perfect fashion so that you can fulfill your destiny. In verse 29, it says this, for he knew all about us before we were born and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who uh, become just like him. It says in verse 30, it says, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Okay. So yes, you guys, God provides, right? In six, uh, in, in uh, Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom and all of these other things will be added unto you. And so the first part of what I really hear God saying in May is that we need to get in alignment with his purposes, with his destiny. And we need to recognize the things that are happening in our lives, that they are perfect for what we're called to do. And so I just want to kind of say it this way. The word for May is this, everything is perfect. Okay. Everything is perfect. Now I'm not saying that everything 
uh, feels perfect. I'm not saying that everything uh, is perfect in like the sense of it just is just like heaven right now. No, we live in a fallen world. We live in a place. And when I say we live in a fallen world, we live in a, in a programmed system. We live in a world system that is constantly uh, programming us to live in ways that are separated from God, to live independent, to be our own source, to use our own intellect, to use our own perception, to evaluate good and evil, to, to, uh, to, to use our, our own human faculties to actually uh, you know, pr you know, provide for ourselves and make decisions. But that is not the way it's supposed to be, right? Because why? We are one with Jesus. And so the kingdom is a kingdom of sons. It doesn't matter if you're a female or a male. To be a son of God means to be led by the spirit. Just like, you know, men are the bride of Christ, right? It's not a, it's not a gender thing. It's a sonship thing. And so when I say, and when scripture says that everything is perfect, we need to realize that we live in a reconciled universe, okay? The universe, the, the creation is conspiring for us. It's conspiring for our manifestation. Why? Because all of creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. When? Now. Why? Because it's finished. You guys, everything that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. You are fully resourced by heaven for what you are here to do. And it's all been prearranged and it's all been made ready. The paths that you have been destined to walk on have already been laid out. But here's the question. Do we recognize it? Do we perceive it? Do we have a context for our lives that what is showing up in our circumstances is actually perfect for who we're becoming? Meaning, it doesn't mean that it's perfect. In fact, it may be triggering. In fact, it may be uh, tragic in some senses. But some of the most tragic things, some of the things that, that, that come against us, the trials and the, the, the temptations and the, the, the things that we have to overcome are not designed to destroy us. They're designed to reveal us. Okay. Let's, let's use an, a scriptural, scriptural example where Jesus and the disciples were going to the other side, right? They were crossing over uh, the lake, right? And they were crossing over and a storm raised up. Okay, but Jesus had a context for his life. He knew his destiny. He knew his purpose. He knew his identity. And he was operating in union with Jesus. And so what happened? I mean, what happened in the storm? Well, there were two very different perceptions of what was going on in the storm. We know this because Jesus was asleep in the storm while the disciples were freaking out in the storm, right? They were terrified in the storm. They actually woke Jesus up and, and, and accused him. Do you not care that we're perishing? Why? Because they did not have the same context for the circumstances that Jesus had. See, Jesus was fully convinced of who he was, and we have to become fully, fully convinced of who we are. If you go back to my word in January, I start sharing with what I was hearing God speak in December. And what I was hearing God speak in December was this idea of a divine reset. And what I was talking about in that instance was that there was a battle for righteousness, right? There's a battle that happens in our lives to determine, do we really know who we are, right? And in the wilderness, Jesus came against the, well, the accuser came against him to test, did he know who he was? And so you guys, circumstances come to actually test many, many times, not that they're from God, but they test, they test, do we know who we really are? Because if we don't know who we are, well, then we aren't going to be able to fulfill our ministry. We aren't going to be able to actually do the things that God has called us to do. Why? Because they're, de they're designed for us to operate like a son 
done. They're designed for us to live in union with God. It's the father in us that does the work. And so when Jesus was in the wilderness, right, he came out of there filled with the spirit and went right into the temple and said, hey, this day, this scripture is fulfilled, right? Uh, the, the, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He immediately started uh, identifying with the call of God on his life. Why? Because he knew who he was. And because he knew who he was, he could sleep in the storm. He could sleep in circumstances that were contrary, that were dangerous, that looked like they were going to kill him even because he was not deceived by the circumstances. He was not, he did not look at the circumstances as, as something that was going to steal his destiny. He looked at the circumstances as something that was going to reveal his destiny because he knew that he, when he stood up and he rebuked that storm, that God was glorified. He basically, that storm was actually a confirmation that he was the son of God. And then he turned to his disciples and he said, hey, you have little faith. Where's your faith? You know why? Because he, because he knew that the same works that he was doing, that they could do. That's why he sent them out two by two to heal the sick. That's why he told them to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand, to raise the dead, cleanse the leper, uh, preach the gospel. Why? Because he was expecting them to do the same works that he was doing. He was preaching the kingdom. He was healing the sick. He was raising the dead. He was casting out devils. And he was sending out his disciples to do the same works using his name. And so the circumstances, there's two perspectives in everything that we go through. And what God is trying to wake us up to today is that no matter what the circumstances are, they are perfect for the revealing of who you are. That if we will begin to shift our perspective and start to realize that we live in a reconciled universe, you guys. God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos, reconciling the world to himself, meaning that we live in a redeemed reality. We've been translated from the kingdom of, of darkness and placed in the kingdom of God's son. The enemy has been defeated. He has been stripped of, of, of every bit of authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. And then he said, go, go into all of the world and preach the gospel. And preaching just doesn't mean that we're actually, you know, on a, on a Facebook live here preaching the gospel like I am. It means demonstrate it. It means do the same works that Jesus did in whatever line of work you happen to be in, wherever you happen to be. And to recognize that, 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 that there is a conspiracy. I mean, I know Christians are big conspiracy theorists, right? We think about, oh, the government, there's this conspiracy and there's this conspiracy. Well, let me tell you what, there's a bigger conspiracy than what's happening in our government. There's a bigger conspiracy that's happening in the earth than what we see when we think of the evil conspiracies that are gone. There is going on. There is a conspiracy for good. There's a conspiracy for the expansion of the kingdom of God. And it starts with you and I recognizing that conspiracy that everything in creation is moaning and groaning for us to actually step into the role of being Jesus's body, of being Jesus wherever we are. I mean, not that we are, uh, I say it this way, right? We're Jesus in a Shalise suit. We're Jesus in a Bob suit, in a Mary suit. We are the continuation of Jesus's ministry and whatever vocation and whatever tasks, whatever assignment he has given us to do. So whether that's a school teacher, whether that's an author, whether that's a newscaster, whether that's someone that's called to make movies or write movies or create music. You guys, we are here to glorify God. And so when we go through challenges and circumstances, it, you know, it, we have to stop and we have to think about this question. How is this perfect for the revealing of who I am? How is this perfect for the revealing of my purpose? How is this perfect? How is this developing something inside of me? How is this delivering me from fear? How is this setting me free from the opinions of men? How is this uh, 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 actually causing me to trust God instead of look to the world to be my source for provision? What is the miracle that is available in these circumstances? What is the, the how is the glory of God revealed in this particular instance? And what is the Holy Spirit doing in my life right now? 
What is he doing? I mean, I I can tell you hearing the voice of God is the most important skill that we will ever develop. It's, It's more important than math. It's more important than reading. I mean, I know these things are important. Don't get me wrong, but I'm using important examples because that's how important us being able to hear the voice of God is. It's how important it is for us to be able to understand what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives right now and how the circumstances are perfect for what he is doing. Let me give you an example. Many, many years ago, I think it was probably around 2010, the Holy Spirit said this word to me. He said, I am, he said, this is what God said. He says, I am moving. I am moving and I am shining the light on you. I'm going to shine the light on you and I am going to set you free. He says, I am not going to allow you to be manipulated or controlled by anyone or anything. He said, you are going to look to me for inspiration and honor, and you are going to depend on me to judge situations, circumstances, and hearts. Okay. Like that was a very specific word from God about what he was doing in my life. And what I want to share about this is that that word was a foundational word that gave context for every single circumstance that was going on in my life right then. Why? Because God was setting me free from the opinions of men. He was setting me free from inferior sources. He he was setting me free from being dependent upon anything but him. And so the circumstances were about revealing the things that were in my heart, the ways that I was controlled by the opinions of men, the way that I was manipulated and controlled by other things other than God, the way that other agendas rather than the agenda of God were actually driving me. Okay, and many of these things were subconscious. Many of these things had been programmed into me through trauma. And let me tell you, it was not an easy thing to allow the things that were manipulating and controlling me to be revealed. And the circumstances that I have walked through that have set me free from those things have been, I mean, they aren't things that I would say, oh, they were easy or they were like um, peaceful circumstances in the natural in the same way the storm wasn't necessarily peaceful in the natural. But what they did is they were training. They were instructions. They were opportunities for me to become aware of, yes, what the Holy Spirit was doing in my life and to allow him to set me free as I partnered with that. That's why in James it says to count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because it's, it, it perfects us. It, it develops patience in us. It develops the very traits of, of sons in us, you guys. If we're going to be overcomers, then, then we shouldn't be uh, surprised when there's things that happen in our lives that we need to overcome. And just like Jesus, we need to be able to sleep in the middle of whatever is going on in our lives. We need to be able to maintain our peace and maintain our joy because the circumstances are not our source. We have not been designed to be controlled by anything externally. We're not designed to be controlled by other people's reactions, by other people's judgments, by by uh, by lack, by uh, negative reports from uh, a doctor, uh, by unexpected bills, you guys, these things are not that they're not supposed to trigger us out of our identity in Christ. But many times until we go through something, we don't recognize how we're operating independent. We don't recognize how controlled we are by fear. We don't recognize how controlled we are by other things than Jesus. We, 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 we call him Lord, but yet other things are lording over us. How do I know? Well, because I experience it in my own life, but I talk and minister with people every single day that have a million reasons why they can't do what God has called them to do. I mean, one of the biggest things is, is just, just our relation. I mean, let me just throw it out there. Our relationship with money. How many people consult their bank accounts before they, 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 they do anything? right? Much less what God has called them to do. And I can tell you that God has called you to do something that your bank account is not going to be able to fund. God has called you to do something that is going to require the supernatural provision of God. You know, when I was uh, called into ministry, I had 
a series of open visions. It was very, very powerful. And as I've reflected back over that over the years, okay, like this was like 2007. I mean, I'd been in ministry since 2004, but when I really got commissioned and I, I had a series of open visions, I'll tell you, it was, it's, I've looked back over that and I thought, okay, why, why was that so dramatic, right? It's kind of like in January, why did a glory cloud show up? Like why now? Why, why does there need to be something dramatic happen? Uh, why, what is the purpose of signs, right? Like why, why these, why these gifts this way? And I can tell you what I believe the reason that it happened that way for me, okay, is because I was going to need to know that this really, really was God, because I was going to be walking through circumstances that if I did not know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was called by God to be doing what I was doing, oh, I for sure would have quit. Right. I would have thought I missed it. I would have thought, well, gosh, if God really called me to do this, well, then I wouldn't be going through all of these trials. I, this, this wouldn't be happening to me. But the beloved, the truth is that uh, when you are called, OK, guess what? <laughs> Even though the enemy has no authority, the kingdom of darkness still tries to bring darkness. It still tries to deceive us. And the number one deception is, is that we're not who God called us to be, that we're not who we are in Christ. And, you know, back to this word that it's all perfect, right? It's all showing up for us, right? When you believe that we live in a friendly universe, right? That question, do we live in a friendly universe? Do we live in a, a dangerous universe? Do we live in, a, uh, do we live in a, a world that is dangerous or do we live in a world that is friendly? Well, most believers, frankly, think that we live in a unreconciled universe, that the fallen world, yes, it still exists in the mindset of men, but we, we don't recognize that the kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of heaven is here. Yes, it's invisible, but it is way more powerful. It does, it comes, it doesn't, it's, it's kingdom of word is, the kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. And it is the power of salvation. It is the power to overcome the world. It is the power to overcome anything and everything that the world would try to convince us is more real than the kingdom of heaven. And so, I mean, I remember uh, in the in the open vision that I had, you know, God showed me a, just a vision of the people that I was called to. And he asked me, would you go? And the moment that I said, yes, you guys, there were angels. I could see them. They were they were scurrying around and, and it was like they were materializing and dematerializing. And there was one in the middle that was that was basically basically documenting the date and the time of my yes. And you guys, as I said, yes, as I said, yes, God, I will go. Yes, I will get on your agenda. Yes, I will do the purpose that you've called me to do. What I saw was these angels ascending and descending. They were like lights coming and going out of the sky. And I knew by the spirit that everything that would ever be needed for me to fulfill my purpose was being arranged, had already be, been arranged. And so there was no way that anything could stop me Really, the only thing that can stop us, you guys, is us. The only thing that can stop us is the wrong perception, the wrong understanding. And the circumstances that we go through are not designed to kill us. They're not designed to defeat us. They are designed to reveal us. And I don't care if it's a divorce. I don't care if it is, no matter what it is, you guys. And I, I when I say I don't care, I'm not saying that I don't have empathy. I'm not saying that I don't, I mean, we shouldn't pray. I'm not saying that we don't mourn with those that mourn and and rejoice with those that rejoice, but I'm saying that none of it defines you. None of it actually uh, determines what is possible for you. What determines what is possible for you is Jesus Christ, because you are one with him. You are, you are defined by the gospel. You are defined by the father. You are defined by your co-association in Jesus. Your bank account does not define you. Your, uh, your health report does not define you. Your marital status does not define you. The things that you've gone through in your life do not just define you. My goodness. I mean, I am, I, I, my goodness, my story is crazy. Right. I mean, I've had to really think about the fact that the way that the circumstances of my birth were, were very messed up. Right. I'm adopted. There was a lot of things that happened in the womb and a lot of things that happened to me over the course of my life that if I did not know the gospel, then I could think, oh, my, I mean, I would I could have a horrible self image. 
But beloved, our, our self-image is not defined by anything external. We are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And when you shift to the idea that there is a conspiracy of heaven that is here to, uh, to, to manifest the kingdom, to manifest the sons of God, well, then it shifts the way that you see your circumstances. And so when you just start to think of this phrase, everything is perfect, every single day, Everything is perfect. It may not be perfect from the, you know, the perception of, you know, everything, you know, my health is great. My finances are great. My marriage is great. My kids are great. Everything's going great. My job is great. Da, da, da. Like it's not, ex not, not externally necessarily great, but it still is perfect. It is perfect for the, re the revealing of who you are. And so the question is, how are we reacting? How are we interpreting it? What meaning are we giving the things that are going through going through in our lives? When the storms come, are we are we blaming God? Are we thinking God doesn't care? Are we manifesting sonship? Are we speaking to things? Are we taking authority over things that are not like heaven? See, are we 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 are we binding things that 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 are bound in heaven and loosing things that are loose in heaven? Lack is an illusion. You guys, symptoms of sickness are an accusation against the cross of Christ. And we cannot allow the circumstances that we go through to define us or stop us. We must, we must, we must come into alignment with who we are in Christ. We must, must, must grow up in the spirit. We are destined to be conformed to the image of love, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And we have work to do. We have assignments to do. God has a plan and a purpose and a predestined destiny for every single person. There are paths that he prepared ahead of time that we would walk in them. And we are recreated in Christ to fulfill our destiny. And the truth is the enemy just can't come and take you out. That is not the case. We see time and time and time again that God's plans thwart the plans of the enemy. If the enemy would have known, they wouldn't have crucified Christ. Nobody murdered Jesus. He submitted unto death. And he submitted unto death because he knew it was the will of God. And he knew that that was the way to defeat the kingdom of darkness. And so we don't submit to anything except the will of God. We, we have to know what the will of the Holy Spirit is in a particular situation. And we need to get the strategy of heaven. And far too many believe do not have that kind of intimacy with God. They're not living in union with God and they're not able to get the strategy and they're not able to do what the father is doing because they can't see or hear what the father is doing. But beloved, that is not the way Christianity is supposed to work. We are supposed to get the exact same clarity of instructions that Jesus got. Right. I mean, heck, people in the Old Testament got clear instructions. I mean, Noah got the instructions to build the ark. Moses got the instructions to build the tabernacle. You guys, we are designed to hear from God. We are designed to live as spiritual beings that live in a human experience. Yes, we have a body, but we're not to be led by our emotions. We're not to be led by our intellect. We're not to be led by our five physical senses. We're, 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 to, to, we're to transcend that and live in the mind of Christ. And so growing up and learning how to feel, uh, hear the voice of God and learning how to perceive what God is doing in our lives so that we can correctly interpret whatever we're going through as for us, as working together for our good, as showing up as perfect for who we're becoming is absolutely critical. It's why I do the work that I do in Emerge School of Transformation. It's why I do these broadcasts. Why? Because I am here. I am here to transfigure the body of Christ. I am here to reveal the, the, the who you are in Christ so that you believe it, so that you see it. Why? So that it can not only be your, your identity and be a way of, of living and a way of being that you operate out of, but so that you can do the works that you are here to do. Because beloved, your identity is key to your destiny, right? Many, many people might know their destiny, but they don't have the identity. They don't have the union with God to do it. But when you have the when you live in union with Jesus and you abide in union with Jesus, there is nothing that is impossible for you. Why? Because you're no longer operating independent from God. You don't read the Bible like you're the woman with the issue of blood. You read the Bible like you're the one that Jesus is living in who is healing people as they touch your clothes. Right? That this is a radical, radical departure from what we hear a lot of times in in in. 
Christianity, especially here in, in, in America. We're taught to be victims. We're taught to, we're not taught to live powerfully. But beloved, everything is showing up in your life for you. And many times until you have discovered your identity, until you have surrendered to the purpose of God in your life, what's happening is life isn't working. Why? Because we're not seeking first the kingdom. We think going to church is seeking first the kingdom. No, (laughs) seeking your destiny, seeking your kingdom assignment, living as a son, living in a place of righteousness, regardless of what the circumstances are accusing you of, is how we seek first the kingdom. And so this is the time, you guys. The best is not yet to come. It's now. Now is the kingdom. Now is the time for your purpose. Are you alive? Okay, well, it's now, right? Your purpose isn't for after you, you know, leave and go to heaven. No, there's works that you're preordained to do now. There are visions that that God has to to expand the kingdom and make the earth look like heaven now. There are there are lives at stake. There are people to serve, right? People are waiting on who you are. That's why the not just creation is moaning and groaning, but the earth and people who you are called to serve. There are people that, that will listen to you, that will be blessed by you, that will be set free by you, that, that, that only you can reach, you know? And so this is a this is a a, a a beautiful time to be alive. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and he's in here. We're in the world, you guys. We're in, in this season, in this hour for a very short amount of time and living our purpose and recognizing the context for everything that is going on in our life is so, so very important. We must wake up. <laughs> we must wake up. We must come out of slumber. We must rise from the dead in our minds you guys. And we must recognize that it is strategic, that we are here alive in this time for a very, very specific purpose. And these purposes have been finished before the foundation of the world. When God says that, you know, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, it it means that, or or it says in Ephesians 2.10, that that there were paths prearranged and made ready for you, that you've been predestined for good works. It means that God thought of this from the beginning. Okay, from the beginning of time, you were, you were in him. You were in Christ. He chose you in Christ before time began for good works. And it is finished from God's perspective. Your destiny is complete from God's perspective. It's now. It's now. Because in, out in heaven, it's all now. And so now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to get off the world system. Now is the time to leave inferior sources. Now is the time to trust God and seek first the kingdom and get in position. Guess what? No soldier goes to war at their own expense. And we are in a battle against, uh, I mean, darkness has been defeated, but the the delusion and the deception of it still blankets the earth. And so we must wake up. We must come into the light and we must have uh, our works, uh, I want to say reproved by the light. I don't mean condemned by the light, but we need to come into the light. So the things that are holding us captive in our minds that are alienating us from God and his purposes can be revealed so we can let them go, right? All things are made manifest by the light. So when we see it in the light, you know what we do? We see it for what it is and we go, oh, I'm not going to have anything to do with that anymore. We just drop it because we see things as they really are. Okay, so, you know, it's not that I'm talking about warfare. Okay, it's that I'm talking about a reconciled universe, you guys, that 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 things are act. There's a way to see things that doesn't look like warfare, doesn't look like we're going to die. It means that things are working together for good. It means looking at something that appears bad and saying, oh, this is perfect. Right. Instead of saying, oh, we're in war, let's say, oh, no, we are being manifested that this is perfect for who I am called to be. This is setting me free to do the same works as Jesus and even greater works. So we approach the storms. We approach the things that are contrary to the kingdom of heaven as just illusions. We don't fight an illusion. We don't fight something that doesn't exist. We just see it as what it is, as an, as an illusion. 
right? We just see it as an illusion. When God, when Jesus showed up and there was lack, you know what? He didn't see lack. He saw heaven's bounty. He saw abundance. When Jesus saw sickness, he just saw health, right? He, he focused, he had laser focus on heaven. He had his mind on things that were above. He was not distracted by the natural realm. And that's what the natural realm is. You guys, it's a big fat distraction to heaven. It's a distraction that's trying to get it to, to exalt itself against the knowledge of God when we go through these trials and tribulations, right? I said it earlier, lack is an illusion. Separation from God is an illusion. Now, granted, it's a real, it's, it's real in the, in, in the, in the material realm, but there's such a thing as a manifested lie, right? We're here to manifest the truth and things that are coming into our lives that are manifested lies are simply illusions. And as we look away from those things and follow the Holy Spirit and stay rooted and grounded in who we are in God, guess what? We can sleep. We can sleep in storms. We can we can stay in peace because the, 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 the seen realm does not tell us what is true. The gospel tells us what is true. So beloved, I want you to think about your life. I want to think about the circumstances that you find yourself in today. And I want you to think about and ask the Holy Spirit, how is this perfect? How is this perfect? How is this perfect for what you're developing in my life right now? If I'm called to be a person of great courage, well, then how are the circumstances bringing up anything but courage? If I am called to be wealthy, which we all are, you guys, why? Because we have to build the kingdom and it takes money to build the kingdom. And so if I'm called to be wealthy and I'm in the midst, sitting in the midst of lack, what does that mean about me? It means nothing about you. And if you can't, if lack defines you, uh, money will define you when you have some, right? And money is not our definition. If, if sickness can define you, then, then you will have a definition of something that is different than, than, than Jesus. Jesus defines you guys. We were crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ, ascended with Christ, we're seated with Christ. And I know I say that just about on every single broadcast, but we need to be reminded. We are completely identified in Jesus. And that means that we have to believe it. You guys, we have to integrate with Jesus. We've got to integrate with him at a subconscious level. We must partner with the Holy Spirit to renew our minds and wake up to the reality of the reconciled world, of that, that every person has been reconciled with Christ. They just don't know it. We're alienated from God in our minds. We're living under the illusion of separation. But beloved, it's all perfect. It's all perfect for you to experience union. It's all perfect for you to uh, get into a place where you have to hear the voice of God. Like hearing the voice of God is no longer optional for you because until it, as long as it's optional, it will be optional. But guys, we are here to depend on God. He is to be our one and only source and every inferior source will be revealed. So but man, if you have not done a breakthrough call with me and my team, if you have not uh, prayed about doing Emerge and working with us so that we can help you hear God on demand, we can help you activate your spiritual senses so that you can download the vision that God has for you. Beloved, don't, I mean, don't, don't let anything stop you. Like the work that we are doing is so powerful. It's so holy and it's so sacred. And I am not, um, uh, you know, I'm not saying it because we're doing it. I'm saying it because the Holy Spirit has built this. You guys, the Holy Spirit has built this transformation engine to, <laughs> to, to release the sons of God. You don't have to do it alone. Uh, the tribe here is amazing, called to do amazing things. We have a tribe of world changers, visions and dreams that God has put inside of their hearts that are destined to change generations, guys, Ch destined to change cities, destined to change nations. And so we can't let anything stop us. My goodness, if I had let the things that I have gone through stop us, man, I wouldn't even be sharing this with you today. And it's not been easy. It's not easy. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it is supernatural. It is not natural. It's not, it's impossible, frankly, for the human, for the human to do it. It requires the grace of God. It requires the supernatural uh, power of God. It requires us to be fully submitted to God and hearing God and doing what he's saying. Because when we can hear God and do what he says, well, guess what? We'll rebuke storms. We will see all kinds of miraculous things. I mean, you will see provision like you've never thought of when you follow the strategies of God. So, 
What's the word for May? The word for May is it's all perfect. It's all perfect. That creation is conspiring with you. It's, it's all working together for good, for your destiny, for your purpose, for the manifestation of who you've been created by God to be. You are a poem, you guys. You are a love letter to the world destined to reveal God's glory. It's so much bigger than you can wrap your brain about. I mean, your, your brain around. I mean, we do graduations once a month, you guys, and these visions that we download from God. I mean, people are, their minds are blown. Right. But that's how it feels when you get God's purpose for you. Why? Because you, you feel like Moses, like, oh, my gosh, I stutter. You feel like Gideon, like, who am I to do these things? You feel like Mary, like, what? How can I be so favored? You feel so in your own strength. You think, oh, I could never do this. You're right. You can't. You can't. Heck, you can't even receive it most of the time because we still have this illusion of separation from God. But guess what? That old you, that part of you that was 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 crucified with Christ, that's not who your destiny is for. Your destiny is for the the the, the, cre- the new creation. Your destiny is for the the person that lives in union with God. Right? My destiny is for the Jesus in my chalice suit. And guess what? Jesus is able to accomplish what he has ordained. It is him that is at work in us both to will and do his good pleasure. And faithful is he that calls us. He will also do it. So we've got to get out of the way, beloved. And I'll tell you what, if you could do it on your own, you would have already done it. I can tell you, there's no way I could have done it on my own. And I, it is my great joy and honor now to release people into union with God, where they're hearing God on demand, where they are able to, when I say on demand, I mean anytime, anywhere, 24-7, because the places that God is sending us, we have to be able to do that. We have to be able to operate like Jesus. If we are going to go against the systems of this world, if we are going to dismantle things, if we're going to go to Hollywood, we're going to write books, if we're we're going to have the influence that got the religion free, religion free, independent from God, totally annihilated, independent from God, totally annihilated from our lives, uh, out of human judgment, truly operating like sons of God, where the Jesus in us is revealed through us. Then, beloved, <laughs> you know what? We need we need to uh, we need to be willing to do what God needs to do so that we get there. So. I'm just sharing it. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here, obviously, to share these words with you for the month. But I can tell you it's time. The best is not yet to come. It's now. And the kingdom is now. Your purpose is now. And what you are going through is perfect for both of those things. You are more glorious than you've imagined. And so take this word, listen to it, go back through the things that I've shared for so far this year and really pray about working with us. Really pray about, about fully surrendering to the call of God on your life, making your purpose, your purpose, making it the central thing of your life, getting off of the world system, coming onto the kingdom system and actually changing the world supernaturally. So I love you guys. Have a blessed supernatural week and let us know what we can do to support you because we have got your back. All right, talk to you later. Love you much. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.